This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel on 2NURFM. We're here for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Sam. With me is Barry Warwick. We're off to a beautiful part of the world today. We're going to Venice. And for something a little different. Something a little bit different. That's right, Wayne. Um, Venice. Mm. Now, there's something like 19 million people visit Venice each year. Oh, is that right? And um, most of these tourists want to drink their water from uh, bottled mineral water. Yes. And the Venetian authorities, um, they were already finding it really hard to dispose of all these with, you know, waste and contamination, etc. Okay. So now they're trying to get the tourists to actually drink from the drinking fountains that are throughout Venice. And the way they're doing this is that they're um, actually, well, I understand, going to give away bottles which will be labelled with the chemi- chemical analysis of the water and um, get people just to refill those. Now, I'm not quite sure how the shopkeepers will feel about that, but, but it's it's a way to cut down on plastics. And I know that plastics are becoming increasingly um, the scourge of, um, I think, every country in the world. You would think that there in particular that it would be particularly bad, wouldn't you, especially if they're floating around all over the place. Well, And you would gather that would be some of the problems. So I'm also gathering then that the water in Venice must be pretty good to drink. Um, well, I assume particularly out of the fountains, it yes. will be it will be up to scratch. And if they're going to put a chemical analysis on the bottle, uh, then the well, the local water authority describes, and I'll quote this yeah. as super safe. Okay. Uh, the bottles will also carry the slogan "Don't throw me away, reuse me." Good. So, so, well, yeah, no, I hope that works. It's a good incentive, isn't it? Well, it's a good initiative, I should say. Yeah, and look, I think that that's a good initiative, and, mm. and you're right. Uh, knowing how people do just throw their rubbish away, and it's, it's something when I go to a country uh, now, I sort of look around and I, I, I look at the rubbish or the lack of, depending on what the country is, and, and think, oh, yeah, you know, this. That, that people are actually getting together and, and not necessarily fouling their own backyard. I mean, when I was in Vietnam just recently, um, I was pleasantly surprised. And uh, don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of um, rubbish and stuff, but I found that it was much cleaner than some other parts of Asia that I've, I've been to in that respect. I understand also, and I've only been to Hong Kong once, I did that a couple of years ago now, but I understand that that's one of those places that's cleaned up in considerably in the last 10 or 15 years, that it's become a lot different than it ever was before, and certainly a lot different than 30 or 40 years ago. So there is obviously a move to cleaning up the cities. That's right. I think it's a gradual thing, and, and hopefully we'll see much more of it. So, Is that the only sort of thing that's happening in this ecotourism? Um, no, there's, look, there's um, go, move, moving into Thailand here. Mm. Um, there's now a, a, a homestay um, that you can do just out of Chiang Mai. It's about 45 minutes out of Chiang Mai. And this is a village um, that used to grow poppies um, for the opium trade, and they now grow tea and coffee. And um, so they've, they've actually changed it now. And they're encouraging tourists to come in and, um, you know, see what the village life. And it's supposed to be one of the cleanest villages um, in Thailand. So, um, it's it, again, it's something that's along this line. And um, in addition to that, they've actually developed in the, the canopy uh, a treetop walk. Um, okay. Yeah, which... Um, 
it actually you can apparently swing like Tarzan and Jane. You uh, they've built built sort of platforms between the trees, and it's it's a uh, a mishmash of um, um, cables that you you know you you swing from one platform to the other to bridges to. Uh, different methods and it's about a two kilometre walk and you actually see what the canopy of the um, the forest is like. It is very different at canopy top than it is further down in the bottom so it would be incredibly interesting and sometimes very difficult. There aren't some places that, w- that can drag you up to the canopy top and I'm thinking mainly about if you've been uh, up to Cairns for example and yep. taken the cable car that goes up the mountain from there that gives you a, a good idea but to walk amongst it would be incredible. Yeah, look, I think it's fantastic. I mean, there's a, a, a treetop or virtually a treetop walk down in the Otway Ranges down in Victoria as well where you're walking up amongst the, the, the top of the trees. But this is in the jungle, and uh, mm. apparently this started in Costa Rica where the scientists were actually looking at, um, you know, studying the plant life, and now it's been developed into this uh, this tourist attraction. So. Something a little bit different and something good. And not too far away from home. Thailand's only a short way away, and as most people know, it's one of my favourite places to go because it only takes you eight hours to get there. <laughs> and as I often say, the food's good. And that's right, you're not burning up a lot of fuel getting there, that's, are you? That's right. Welcome back. We are talking travel on 2NURFM. We're here for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stan. With me is Barry Warwick. Uh, we're currently in Thailand around Bangkok talking about ecotourism, and there are some interesting things that they're doing through Thailand. There certainly are. Look, um, I guess elephant rides is one of the major things that happen in Thailand and um, they're a fun thing to do and I I suppose there are people that are are for this and against it uh, but I see the tourism is actually helping in terms of making sure the elephants are fed rather than, you know... um, either starving or, or being let loose again. Well, I've got to tell you, they not, weren't very hard work, the ones that, that I went riding on. And they're good fun to drive, elephants. They are. It's great fun sitting behind the ears or or you can actually sit, you know, back in the, the, yep. the saddle. Yep. Um, sometimes I'm not all that secure on them. I know I've had the feeling of actually falling off. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. It is a white-knuckle trip, and not because of terror. You're more concerned about plummeting to the earth. And then being trampled by the foot of the elephant. Yes, yeah. But, uh, again, up in this um, this area where I said the um, wild, uh, you know, that you can go through the treetops, they, they also have uh, elephants uh, in that area, and, um, you know, it again... It's something else that you can do. Also, there's a park that's just outside of Bangkok. Um, it's about 20 minutes from the airport, 40 minutes from downtown Bangkok. Now, it's sort of a crossbred between a zoo and, um, and um, you know, a normal theme park. So it sort of caters, I guess, to every everyone. And you can actually go through. There's a 8-kilometre, um, 45-minute drive that you can actually do through this this zoo uh, complex uh, and they've got 200 of the uh, world's most endangered species there including white rhinos uh, bulls bears bengal tigers that you can see up close so it's something really really good and in addition to that they've got what they call um i think it's eggs world is, is how they term it and you can actually see um eggs being hatched not necessarily just um well not just hen eggs but parrot eggs and uh, okay. that have been incubated and um you know uh, so it's something that's really interesting and they've got this huge collection of uh eggs from all all 
different species, not just birds either, but, you know, also from the reptiles as well. So, uh, again, something that's a little bit educational, but you can also have your, your fun there. And look, you get the, the opportunity to watch uh, some of the uh, animals being fed. Uh, and I know that that's, that's something that's coming into zoos so that um, I know even down at Taronga you can actually get uh, an evening tour where they, you know, you go around cleaning the cages. And so I think this is all helping uh, people to identify with, uh, with the animal world and, um, you know, become perhaps a little bit more a conservationist in, um, in their own right. If you're going to then head off to Thailand and, and to do something like that, now the, Thailand itself is, is an interesting country to go to and there are lots of places to see. So, and Bangkok is a city that uh, I guess you've got to get into and have a look at. And it's, I think it's a love-hate thing. You either really like it or you don't because mm. it's bustling. There is no doubt about that. Uh, and it's an interesting place. So if, if you're thinking about heading off to that part of the world and to see things like this, how, how long a time? Is this a 10 or 7 look, or 4 day? or? Look, I guess people usually go there for, you know, the three days and they see Bangkok or they'll go down to Phuket to the beach uh, and, and, and spend a week there. Uh, but... Look, Thailand, you're right, Thailand does have a very varied um, tourist industry and and has something to really appeal to everybody. And I think that you, to, you can spend between two and three weeks there if you really want to do it in depth and get out and sort of see the hill tribes, perhaps do a little bit of um, just short treks because there's two-day treks. You can go in the long boats up the river. It just has so much to offer. Um, it's cooler up in the mountains, whereas it's you know hot and overpowering down, uh, down in Bangkok. Uh, but I think there's something for everyone, even if you want to have medical, um, and that's a, a burgeoning industry now, is people going over there to have uh, their medical operations because it's cheaper and, um, you know, they're, they're offering, um, well, supposedly good facilities. I think I'd probably still prefer to see my local doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but Malaysia is another one that, that where the, there's a burgeoning um, tourist um destination for medical treatment. I think the dental hospitals became huge at one stage, weren't they? There were an enormous number of people that were going overseas to have dental work done because it was so much cheaper to have it done. All right, well, that's it for another week. Okay, We'll do it again next week, and we'll return with more Talking Travel. We do that for our sponsor, Travel World on King, here on 2NURFM 103.7.